Enjoy the show. We're doing it live. That gives a whole new meaning to you. blinded me to Chinese film, Legend of Defecation. Sorry, read that wrong. Legend of Deification. So yeah. they're on a picture, on a t-shirt. bitch. <laughs> 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 then the shoes where you had to grind plates so you could be a skater. And you were like, ah, look at me, I'm grinding on a pole, breaking my neck. To where I just committed mass genocide yesterday. I was like, really? Go on. So this is number one seventy four in We're the getting there, Hangers man, and Wall Hangers catalog, if you can believe it. And we, of course, as it says on the bottom of the screen, well, we are the Triforce Podcast. I am Matthew Bugrill, the Matt Man. To my left is one Kelly Collins, our Iron Kelly, Twitchy Wilson. He is a man of many names, and <laughs> the one over to uh, keep going left. That's Crystal Bristow, the old man. The man right, of many count. right above him. Well, that's where you're gonna find wonderful woman, Katarina Thermoscara, all the way from Thermoscara, and new nickname, Wondercat. Which do you like better? Kakugu. Yes. Kakugu. No. <laughs> no. I have to be our Kelly. Okay. I have the words. I don't pee on things. I gave you Iron Kelly, okay? All right, that's fine. A reformed peer now in a suit of iron, (laughs) which recirculates the pee, so now you're hydrated. Fine. It's got its. It's important to stay hydrated. Which is filter, baby. It's it's putting towards science, okay? You know, you you turned from peer to science. That gives a whole new meaning to (laughs) she blinded me with science. Damn. Ah! Okay. On that note, of course, our omnipotent presence, which is Stephen Bucarell, big brother, and we start off. We start off this podcast every week the same way with banter, as well as tonight. Zack Snyder has an idea. What would Lucas do? The canceled devil of Hell's Kitchen. I'm going to need that arm and more on the Triforce podcast. And, of course, we start off with our first story, which is, oh, I forgot to tell you to go to our website, pjandwh.com, where you're going to find all of the funniest moments, probably including this moment right here. And then you scroll down to see uh, last week's uh, Lug Nuts podcast, which is Red Eye, Crate Engine, Versa, as well as last week's Triforce podcast. Hello, Elon. Into Hello, the multiverse Elon. we trust. It's not even that green. <laughs> Dude, I was wearing... Yeah, that, the, green, that green kind of sus. I was wearing the, the Matt Man yellow shirt yeah, uh, on Lug Nuts, and I was see-through. So I, I, I understand your plight. You got to get rid of that saturation, my sir. But do you understand the first story? I do, because Demon Slayer Ketsu, uh, Kimitsu no Yabi film is now Bless the you. seventh... Biggest film in the world. It's your best attempt. Yes. Deadline reported on Monday that uh, Demon Slayer, the movie, uh, Mungin Train anime, is now seventh highest earning film worldwide in 2020. The film uh, film's Japanese box office totals alone made it the eighth highest earning film it worldwide. So the rest of the world was merely chump change to bring it up to that point. And uh, it was also the fifth highest earning film outside of the U.S. and the second highest ranging animated film of the year worldwide. 
the only other 2020 animated film uh, meaning more uh, for uh, that uh, that was made more damn autocorrect for this is a Chinese film Legend of Defecation sorry read that wrong Legend of Deification <laughs> a little bit more I was like, like an ass <laughs> in my head I'm like this whole time in my head I'm like did he really just say defecation <laughs> <laughs> Legendary Look, that, yo, that, that is that, that, that poop. That was, sounds oh like that an was ultimate so good. I'm it was sorry. that was a, that poop, poop was so good. You made an animated movie about it. Oh wow! How would Let's you not it. watch that movie? Of I course, it. it's number one. Four minutes in, we got to poop. <laughs> That's all it takes. There's the title of the podcast already. Four minutes in, we got to poop. So the Chinese film Legend of Deification, with the equivalent of two hundred and forty million five hundred and seventy-seven thousand one hundred and eleven dollars, Demon Slayer was well above the number three animated film of twenty twenty, which was Pixar's Onward, which was one hundred and forty-one million four hundred and ninety-four thousand five hundred and twenty. They definitely beat that one by a long shot. So, and this is a this is an animated film. Demon Slayer is a very it's feudal Japan with vampire zombie like creatures. It's a very interesting oh, premise. So they, it's a brother whose sister gets turned into one of these, but she recognizes him and she won't bite him. So she has the iconic bamboo in her mouth tied around and she's just a Billy Badass. Yeah, she can't be out in sunlight, but that's why he carries her in a box. Because she can alter her size to fit box. in said box. <laughs> that is what's in the box. For this week, that's at least. That's why he carries her in a little box. Oh, that's totally I mean, I made that seem so just normal, right? Oh, like, oh, of course, yeah, that's why she's in the box. Because she's a vampire. I carry all my vampire friends in a box. During the daytime, you would. They would probably appreciate it and think you're a They're really great guy. Though. Because they can travel during the daytime. That is like the motor car for people. So or we'll have to take car. a look at Demon Slayer as well. I know, uh, you know, the My Hero is one of the biggest animes out there. But one anime, especially for adults, I really mean adults, is Demon Slayer. Because it is very violent, but it is an awesome story, and it just it has all the really meaty bits to really have a good anime. It's so. it's one of those animes that I watch when I'm um, doing overnights, right in front of Connor. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Connor, come on up here and yeah, see it's how not something I'm going to expose Slayer. my four year old to. Him and his dancing routine. I tell you what, you may <laughs> want to expose your four year old. No, to this next story. <laughs> God, would you let me just you know get my you know, I'm getting set. It may have not been the best segue, but um, with the technology, we have the technology. Zach Snyder. His he already has planned out a Justice League two in his head. Yay! So uh, during the League of Mayhem live stream from uh, the Nerd Queens, Snyder reveals that he has a story for Darkseid that expands past the Snyder cut. Which I would imagine he should, because he had a whole trilo- movie trilogy planned. And even with four hours of stuff shot, I find it hard to imagine that you're going to have put everything into that one HBO miniseries. Well, I mean, if they do it right, they can have it, the, the tendrils go out to 
movie, back to miniseries, back to like episodic series as well. Seems like a lot of work. It does. <laughs> but apparently he's got he's already got it figured out, so it doesn't matter. The director explained that after Ray Porter was asked at Comic-Con event about returning his dark side after the Snyder Cut, the two had a conversation about what that could look like. Uh, If you said, uh, he said that if you said to any one of the actors in the movie, well, what happens in the movie or what happens later or what happens for any movie, they'll all go, well, I got the script and it's cool and I kind of know uh, this and so Ray Porter and I were talking about this he is very fragmented in this by the way I'm trying to piece this together it's director speak um, Ray Porter and I were also talking about this and what's Parker. cool Ray Parker Oh, it autocorrect to Porter <laughs> his name is Ray Parker he's from Camden New Jersey I like Porter better I like Porter better it makes him sound like he's got a distinguished job I'm a porter down at the docks I help the yeah. boats come in <laughs> <laughs> Parker now you're a valet and I don't know I, I kind of think see, Porter here, sounds better see. but uh, Ray Parker I guess if you want to yes, call his right. name correctly and not Matthew Vucarell <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> so Parker were Good talk- old Porter was talking to, <laughs> to Snyder. And what's Hello cool Kelly Cohen? What's uh, the right response uh, wait, to a fair question? Real quick, so was it wasn't Teddy. Uh Matthew Kennedy put a post up recently where it said something about grandma cooking food. Yes. And I responded, I still don't think he understands that he put friend chicken instead of fried chicken. <laughs> <laughs> So like I commented, I was like, "Yeah, good old friend chicken," and he yeah. loved it. Dude, and I, I didn't even anyone, pick that up. I, I was think, just like, yeah, "I don't think anyone chicken. but me realized okay, he put friend chicken, chicken instead of fried." My chicken. God, I love that. Thank God I made it out of that house alive. I could have been Kennedy, made into friend chicken. If you chicken. watch this, go back and look. I swear to God, I'm <laughs> oh my God, that's awesome! Friend chicken. It's friend chicken. It's finger licking good. So. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ever do that again. Oh God! Look at her face. I think we can put him in the, in the pot in the pressure cooker, man. We can make him a nice pot roast. Sorry, I'm buying up dinner. Anyway, cannibalism aside, um, oh air fryer aside, they were asking pretty much what happens air when friend. Dark Side comes to Earth. <laughs> And then they asked the what you you think you know a thing and I think I listened to the truth blah 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 pretty much Snyder is just putting it out there fit, throwing the fishing line out there to say hey if you really dig the mini series that I'm doing with this movie that they fucked up then we can keep going if you want to watch more because that's how this works you can keep Affleck as Batman just in case Robert Pattinson fucks it up. And then you have, hey, we, at least we got We Bat can Fleck, only hope. All right? We got Batfleck. They're throwing multiple Batman out there, so you have a safe life raft to just kind of, oh, at least I got this, Kelly. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God, this is a rough storm. This is one of those times that I wish I kind of had a GoPro on my head so that you could see the angle that I'm seeing <laughs> while that is going on. From that angle, oh, that yeah, perfect. it looked very suggestive for you, uh, for those of you playing at home. So, um, Dark Side, do you want to see more of them? <laughs> and assess. 
<laughs> but we're switching <laughs> back over uh, now. Jared Leto signed on. You have Jared Leto. You have Ray Porter Parker. <laughs> Ray Porter, who may be related to Peter Porker. I don't know. But we have a lot of players involved. And is this too much? You got six episodes, six hour episodes, but still, I think it could be a compelling series. But you're going to go with just keep going season two, season three, and just have this whole little Justice League lineup in HBO? Um, I guess. Why not? Have it as an event, not as, not as like the core story. Because they could get to the anti-life equation in this if they do it right. If they do it right, you're asking <laughs> a big if. But we're getting we a Green Lantern. Like you said, it seems like they're doing it right already. So we're getting a Green Lantern. We got a better Steppenwolf. Good lord! Even from what little bit I was looking up, and especially once we get into the next story, because it's we got this covered, they show you a random trailer. It was the Justice League trailer that they that you know we already reported, and I went back and rewatched it, and I was like, knowing what we know now, I really think this is going to be a really great story. I'm looking at Mark's comment. I'll one. fight Snyder. <laughs> I, dig, I dig chicks you can take out in the sun. Look, Mark, you need to expand your views on chicks that won't be able to be uh, you know, taken out into the sun. Hey, Mark, did you see that new uh, uh, Adam Sandler movie that came out? I heard it was really... You, you were telling everyone uh, at your shop that it was really, really good. Is he going to uh, buy a case of it, like Spider-Man 3? Yeah. I don't think he's here with us anymore. He may have abandoned. That son of a bitch. No! He never abandons. Because his next comment would have been, I'll fight you. <laughs> <laughs> but I tell you one person you're not going to want to fight. That's the next story. Because WandaVision. We got some photos that tease a classic sitcom influence. Scroll down. We'll see eight of those jaunt skis right here. And uh, classic separated bed style, which I'm sure is how most modern Americans have their lives uh, separated in the bedroom. We see here uh, the classic kind of like, you know, honeymooners, kind of like classic black and white. Now, the first episode... Some of these new set photos are for the first episode. I think primarily they all are. And uh, it's all shot in black and white in front of a studio audience. That's how sitcom Marvel got. And they're mashing a Marvel movie with a sitcom. Like black and white. And they keep going through like, you know, up to like Brady Bunch and all the way through for this. To where if this is their house of M, this is going to be a mindfuck. And it's going to be great. Because we also see, like, Michelle Rambo, or, or the Monica Rambo and S.W.O.R.D. coming into play uh, with this first season. So we're getting S.W.O.R.D., which is an offset of S.H.I.E.L.D. S.W.O.R.D. Okay. and S.H.I.E.L.D. And we have a whole new Phase 4 opening up in front of us is with this. Is Wanda Years supposed to be kind of more like parody? <clears throat> no, this is supposed to be, like, yeah, they're it's going to start off sitcom but that's supposed to all play into it. Because it, it's... I think they're in some kind. My guess, my sp educated guess, is that this is they're in some kind of like simulation. Maybe Wanda manifested Vision went into some kind of shock. They put her in this little simulation tube to where she can. So manifest you don't think reality. it'll be like this for the whole show? 
No. I think it's going to keep evolving, and then it's going to lead into what's happening in the multiverse to where actually it's like, oh shit, Wanda, you fucked up the rest of the universe. And then we see... I was kind of thinking like a Legion scenario where her... Like, she's gone through some kind of mental break, and this yeah, is her... Yeah, that's what I was thinking. You think this is just, like, the mental break? They're showing her little like, schizophrenic... What, like, the manifestation of that, and maybe how she's working her ways back... Like, then, working her way back to... Yeah, and then by the yeah. end, it's like, it'll be in serious, like... Two thousand, you know, the new age... Yeah, and, like, yeah. what, like seeing what's left of the universe with what she's been doing with her mind. Like, cause we don't know where it's going. We don't know and then, because they've had so much time with COVID to where they could have altered their plans. They have a lot of rights. Back yeah. So they could and they could involve mutants. Ironically, COVID is the best thing to happen for the MCU because it was Daredevil, Luke Cage. You know, uh, we were looking at these movies and we might have even said it in previous podcasts to Luke where, Cage. man, if they could just add like Luke Cage, Daredevil and X-Men, both, both Luke Cage if they could just push it back a bit. Punisher, and now shows. COVID, COVID. They did. <laughs> <laughs> Too soon? No. Okay. Don't ever um, associate 24 and 8 with that, please. <laughs> Thank you, sir. But I really think that this could be... A, <coughs> this could be a really great series. That's well, that was I wear a, the hat. That was a crash and burn uh, yeah. joke you just said. But I think it's I think it's going to be a really sorry, good series. Sorry, I'm sorry I went there. I'm not, he's not a Philly fan. He wasn't a Philly fan. I was just He's one of the most... Hated Philly people for, for sports. I respect I, him. He's trying to justify. I was just trying to glaze over the you whole do realize Kobe that joke. He, you yeah. saw that video of him when this Philly you know, Eagles won the Super Bowl. I did. That was pretty amazing. Yeah, it was pretty good. And this is big sports <laughs> chat. So I think it's only like the next 30 article. seconds of our podcast, but it's sports chat. Well, but good game. Good game. Good game. <clears throat> So I think the next story, we're going to illuminate a little bit more onto WandaVision because one of the biggest things was, when the hell is this series coming out? Well, I'll tell you, January 2021. The nice thing about this series is that we'll see the transition and we don't know like how time will like be represented and how quick they'll move through the eras. So, with her mental birth. And the little video here is nice, but you'll find Disney Plus sets the premiere date for WandaVision of January 15th on a new Twitter post. It's set in the 1950s. WandaVision will follow the story of Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany's superhero characters, Scarlet Witch and Vision. The series blends the style of classic sitcoms with the Marvel Cinematic Universe, in which Wanda Maximoff and Vision, two superpowered beings living their ideal suburban lives, beginning to suspect that everything is not as it seems. Now, the one th- cool thing that I think you'll actually find intriguing as well, Kelly, is that the actual um, makeup for Vision, when they're doing the black and white, they didn't do the classic purple. They did blue. So that way, with the monochrome camera, it would appear like actual Vision color oh, yeah. on black and white. So that was a nice... You're looking at that kind of detail. In when you're looking at this kind of show, I think that's impressive. It has been confirmed also uh, previously released the set photos series, uh, like I said, the Sentient World Observation and Response Department, or SWORD, will be involved in this first season. Well, God bless the Feige nuances. 
<clears throat> and their love for anagrams. But, however, it's still unclear whether uh, how prominent they will be. If we're just going to see Monica Rambo just like, hey, bitch, and then leave. Or if we're going to get more of it in there. I was paraphrasing. She may not actually say that. So the series will also Just get her on a picture uh, on a t-shirt. <laughs> hey, hey, bitch. Yeah, <laughs> and then that's it. There you go. Because she was in Captain uh, Captain America, and you know, it's marketing all for full cir- full circle. It's a circle. No squares. It doesn't end. It's a. Rest. It's the circle, like his shield. And uh, the series, it it's said that Kat Dennings is coming back to reprise her role as Darcy Lewis, but she, I think she's reported sure. against that. So I'm not sure if she's going to be back, but they also say that Randall Park is returning as FBI agent Jim Wu from Ant-Man Wasp, and that uh, we're also going to see Catherine Hahn, Tayona Paris as grown-up versions of Monica Rambeau, the first female character who made her appearance in Captain Marvel. So uh, showrunner and head writer uh, is going to be Jack Schaefer of Captain Marvel, and then Mac, uh, Matt Shackman is set to direct the series. So we'll have to see how this turns out. I have a lot of faith in WandaVision, but I also have a lot of faith in the next story. Because George Lucas is a man you can put your faith into sometimes before lunch. Like an Italian. Um, George Lucas had an idea for Star Wars sequel trilogy that had Darth Maul as the villain. So we know what we got. I was researching well into this um, Star Wars, you know, George Lucas sequel, and mm-hmm. I like what I saw because Maul was supposed to be the big baddie of the trilogy with mechanical legs and all, and joining him in the th- uh, theory was the Sith Lord Darth Talon from the Dark Horse comic book series Star Wars Legacy, which I do believe Darth Talon was the uh, dinosaur Sith Lord, I believe. That's he was right. a dinosaur? Yeah, he was a T-Rex. Type in Darth Talon. <laughs> into a, uh, do a Google search on Darth Talon. Give me an image of that. Can't go Google that. Can't go Google that. <laughs> My God. You're making demands now? That seems fairly... <laughs> How dare you! <laughs> that your mother saw that. You were going to have your to mother saw that. that. This is your Who do you think taught it to me? <laughs> educational sponsorship. Okay, I was wrong. So Darth Talon um, is uh, Twi'lek, a uh, Twi'lek. So I was completely wrong. I was thinking of the guy from the Jedi Outcast because he was a dinosaur and a Sith Lord, and I feel like a dinosaur's name should be Darth Talon. I was wrong though. But Maul was supposed to have her as her. Uh, she was going to be like the Darth Vader role in the films, and then Maul was going to be the overarching godfather of crime in the universe. And I kind of like that compared to what we got with just "I'm not dead yet." <laughs> I kind of found that as a cop out to where this seems Lucas. You know what I mean? Hey, there was a reason I keep showing you Darth Maul. That's because sequel trilogy, spoiler alert, he's the bad guy. I like that as a premise. 
I think it's, that's a complete missed opportunity on their part. He was so not just because the footage. He was so badass. Yeah, <laughs> he was so badass. First double bladed lightsaber that you saw was yeah. Darth Maul, yeah. and he was completely badass at it. And I just think this is such a huge wasted opportunity. They were now not all the ideas were great. Like they also said in the article, Lucas originally thought Han Solo should have been abandoned on the planet of uh, Khajiit with the Wookies. Yeah, I like what they did with Solo. We'll keep Solo. You know what I mean? Solo's like, a good movie. It's we can agree that Lucas didn't always have the best ideas, right? So it did eventually go out there. So Lucas says that his sequel trilogy parallels real life, and that it was supposed to feature the late Carrie Fisher's Princess Leia Organa as lead, along with Mark Hamill's Luke Skywalker and the new generation of Jedi. Lucas describes the reconstruction as harder than starting the rebellion or fighting a war, going on to reference the Iraq wars um, and saying that the stormtroopers who would eventually form their version of ISIS would have uh, the result would be a power vacuum that Maul would have easily stepped into, but Leia would eventually rebuilt the Republic and become the Supreme Chancellor, according to the director. She ended up being the chosen one. So the chosen one, the thing, you know, whole point of the fucking story, Fuck you, would Bill. have actually had a point and a person to focus on. You okay? It's my rant. Fuck you, Bill. Sorry, I just think that Disney comment. really dropped the ball on this, and that they, you know, it's it's something that is a missed opportunity on their part because that sounds like a movie that everybody would fucking love to watch. That whole trilogy. Well, when your initials are Kathleen Kennedy. <laughs> Those aren't f- initials. That's a name. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> I'm confused. Those aren't initials at all. <laughs> One interesting tidbit I saw was in the original hey, script. That's a great point. For Tr- Revenge of the Sith. <laughs> Someone else it was in charge of creating Senor Skywalker. Darth Sidious himself was originally meant to be behind the immaculate conception of Anakin Skywalker. I have uh, waited all these years to fulfill your destiny, and that he used used the uh, power of the Force with the Metachlorians to start the Cell Division that created him. Even though most people have already assumed this to be the case, it's not hugely surprising, and it didn't make it in not surprising. I'm very happy that that did not make that in. It just seems like, oh, come on, just leave it as... Don't show Stem monsters, cell research with you know? the force. You know? Artificial insemination. He was a villain, so, I mean, it's right up the common trope for a villain. I mean... <laughs> Get our kinda... doctors on it. They have little Petri dishes. But he didn't even have to be anywhere near Anakin's mother. He was just reaching out in the force, just kind of (laughs) like... Pregnant. He just made people pregnant. (laughs) Okay. I wonder how many mistakes... Force pregnancy! Wow, that... I take that back. I wonder how many... wrong, and I apologize. Force pregnancy is wrong. I wonder how many marriages that guy broke up. That is a dark side power I want to point out. I wonder how many marriages he broke up. (laughs) I didn't cheat on you. Bullshit. You say, oh, it's the force. How are you pregnant, Mary? (laughs) I'm sorry. 
I like the Jesus reference. <laughs> oh shit! I didn't oh. even mean to do that. If you said Martha, I would have been like, "Oh, crossover." But no, you went Mary. So I, I thought you were it. going Bible. Okay, Eunice. <laughs> <laughs> so, not surprised that that didn't make it in. But there were a lot of the book is finally things in our podcast, by the way. Yeah. There's a lot of promising things in that that I think they've really missed. But one thing that you won't miss is this next Star Wars story. Oh, yeah, that's right. There's two. So Disney and Lucasfilms are making a female-led Star Wars series. The series will be spearheaded by Russian Doll co-creator and showrunner Leslie Headland who recently provided new details on the timeline of the Star Wars show and how her pitch to the studio was influenced by Harrison Ford's Indiana Jones franchise. So, I'm really I'm really digging how that you take Indiana Jones and you take Star Wars for this whole different premise of like a bubble series. Hedlin has revealed that her series will not uh, only examine a new p- time period in Star Wars lore, it'll also expand in new geographical corners of the galaxy. She goes on to say that I would say it's a pocket of the universe and a pocket of the timeline that we don't know much about. Uh, during an interview with Fantastic Frankie, she says, I kind of see if Star Wars is a religion, I like to think that my show is kind of a tent revival. You can come in and uh, if you want to, and we're going to be talking about some really cool stuff. Headland uh, elaborated by explaining that her plans for the show include introducing new elements and faces uh, to the Star Wars mythos, saying there's going to be some things that you haven't that haven't been discussed in canon yet, and there's also going to be some characters that you don't know about. So, how excited are you about the premise of this show and what? time period do you want to see it in? Do you want to see it in a future series that you don't know about and we haven't seen yet? Do you want them to go back in history into the Old Republic, the High Republic, you know, pre-Yoda, give me a Yoda, you know, where do you yodel? Give me a yodel series, you know? Where where do we go in this is, if you had to make your best guess? Creation of the Force. Bam. Oh, you're going to go to the beginning. Yes, very beginning. So you're going to go whole... Uh, what was that, Kat? Was, was that Clone Wars they did that? They alluded yeah. to it. Yeah, in Clone Wars when Anakin meant the whole old guy and shit. But I don't know, man. If it's characters, you don't know. And because especially... if, it, if it ends up being like, oh, you get COVID and you get the powers. Then COVID! Shit. <laughs> <laughs> it was a horrible disease that everyone got. Yeah. But it ended up that they get powers. But they first started like Toxic Crusader and not like... This strange guy came up and said, would you like a cappuccino? (laughs) 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 I got a little cappuccino for you. I too would rather they go to the past than the future because in the future then they have to make up everything that's happened since 
where we are now. now but you could also and I and I'd rather not. We've seen their track record. We're trying to create. But if they're going Indiana yeah. Jones, <laughs> you could go in the future because then this is a person discovering pieces of the galaxy, Jedi wise, even Mandalorian or different parts of and races that we don't know about that may be force connected, maybe against the force or dark. Well, if we're talking another part of the universe, they can do that without going forward and then having to make up all this lore to, to catch us up to that point. Well, yeah, you're right, you're right. Especially Indiana Jones. I just it could be, you know, uh, High Republic researching old republic to see what happened and you have this indiana jones kind of you go here and then they went like, here I would, in the galaxy. Like, like you said i'd like to see it from the beginning like the first person very person to use it how they discovered it you know like that got like that whole discovery of it not even just like how, how did it the started force come to be yes yeah. how did how did people start i would like to see more of how the first person found out about it and started like, who was the first person yes. to do the Jedi mind trick? Exactly. Like that. Like, yes. like, you don't show the Monster Man. But or the Monster Mash. But you do the Monster Mash. Which was in the last podcast. You definitely do the Monster Mash, though. But it was a graveyard yeah. smash. It was a graveyard smash. And YouTube graveyard smashed the hell out of us. But she also revealed that she turned to Indiana Jones films to help visualize, uh, visually demonstrate the location she wanted to explore in the series. During the, her pitch... Uh, meeting with Disney for she says for me it's less about uh, going through the Star Wars universe cinematically or artistically I'm actually kind of combining through it uh, geographically and goes on to say a literal it's going to be like a literal journey so that brings it back to the hero's journey which is what Star Wars was really based off of that classic book uh, what it was the uh, Hero of a, a Hundred Faces. Spaghetti Western Space Odyssey. That's what we're yeah. looking at. So said, Firefly. Yeah, so when we were pitching, I had an, uh, my design uh, my designer create that Indiana Jones, like, here we go, and then we go there, and there's the dot, dotted red line, and this is going to be our journey, and where we're going in the Star Wars galaxy. So, Well, which Indiana Jones is she talking about? Because Last not Crusade, all of them were winners. Oh, I love Last Crusade, R.I.P. Sean Connery. Suck it, Trebek! Sorry, I had to do that. Wow, <laughs> it's been long enough. It's been like two days. It's been two days. You've had your time to mourn. I said a Kobe joke, and, and it's, you said the one that said two days ago. <laughs> I did scoff at you for the or scorn you for the Kobe joke, yeah. And then I go right there with the suck at your back. Anyway, but <laughs> one thing that's not going to suck is the next story, because Netflix went ahead and said yes, please, to a third season of Umbrella Academy. I still haven't watched it. I mean, I'm gonna binge through it. That the is, soundtrack alone is worth it. Yeah, that's a mortal sin that you haven't actually. I just can't it. watch it in front of Connor. No. Just put blinders on him. Peaky well, blinders. I mean, no, I can't. He's. I, can't. I, I just can't. Well, I do like how you actually were like, uh, maybe I could get away with that. Like, nah, there was. I'm going there was a slight hesitation. I caught that too. I'm going to schedule some overnights for myself. <laughs> you want to come over? Well, binge it. We can binge it. All right. Make it a watch party. Cool. Netflix. Okay, I'm in. Oh, we can eat popcorn with chopsticks. Yes. There we go. <laughs> there we go. So Netflix has renewed the Umbrella Academy as a superhero show based on the comic series of the same name by Gerald I Way. I think that's the actual title of the watch party cast. 
Yeah. Eating popcorn with chopsticks. That and friend chicken. <laughs> and friend chicken. <laughs> Eating friend chicken and popcorn with chopsticks. Now we have a whole other podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the title of our next podcast. So Netflix, uh, they have this superhero show. Gerald Way, obviously a musician behind this whole a great series called Umbrella Academy which is impressive in and of itself. Now we're getting the third season. Old man, did favorite part of the whole season, without spoiler enough, enough because they, we already saw it in the trailers, uh, Klaus's cult. Favorite part. That's whole, your favorite part. That's my favorite part. Klaus's I cult. have not watched a single episode. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to binge through it. Same. I'm with the worst nerds ever. Well, you're, you're with you're you're with nerds that are parents. Nerds that are parents. Like I nerds said, that are more that know a lot, but we're ever more gamers. I'm more of a gamer. I'm more of an every game Yeah, I am. Yeah, I, I am. I know a lot about this stuff too, but I've never seen an episode of that. Which I talked to you about it a few like a month ago, saying I will end yeah. up watching it. I you just, will, and you will end up loving it. But definitely yeah. watch it. Then, if you haven't watched it, and you're really not jonesing for it, wait until we report that we're coming up with the third season, and then you just binge all the way through that fucker. Let me quickly, it, it, briefly, and quickly tell you how my night goes. I come home from work, I cook dinner, I clean up, I play with the baby, put her to bed, play with the wife. That came out wrong. Hang out with the wife. <laughs> I was. I play with the baby, play with the wife. Hopefully not at the same time. Hang out with the wife. She goes to bed. It's now 10 o'clock. I want to play a little bit of Xbox. I play Xbox. It's 11 o'clock, 11.30. I'm tired. With I want me. to watch a show, but I'm like, man, I'm really tired. <laughs> Go to bed. I'm sorry. I was trying to restrain myself from saying some dirty jokes. And I think that both I of you, both you and Chris did admirably because your faces... You're, really you're going to have to watch. Can you just a highlight of this week's episode so that Kelly could see the look on your faces <laughs> while he was producer while he was fumbling with that? I'm like, how much time are we in? Clip that. Clip that. <laughs> this is the highlight. This is the promo of the podcast. There you go. Um, um, <laughs> so the series leads. <laughs> 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 Remember. Suck. <laughs> Remember that—that's how you got your calves bitten last time. That is true. Doll came right out of nowhere. And Link's just like, oh, this is when I bite his calves. I remember nibble, nibble. that. I remember. Yeah. I watched that because it was like, oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! He just bit me. Yeah. The dog barked right, right next to me real quick. It scared the shit out of me. It did, but he's a little sneaker. Oh no, he's around. He's probably around my ankle somewhere. <laughs> he's so. right there on your ankle. Oh, yes! Right. He was right behind my ankle! He's ready for you. I noticed you were going down to the floor. Mind a little cab nibble? <laughs> so, while Link nibbles at Kelly's cabs, uh, they did get uh, 10 one hour episodes with Paige Hopper joining uh, the return for the third season, as well as everybody else in the cast. And it's a long list. But they are set to begin filming in Canada for season three in February 2021. So Netflix has not announced the premiere date for season three. So we'll have to keep that in mind. But the next story is a little bit of a, it's a little bit of good news. Honestly, if we're looking at it. Because 
The Halo TV series cast their original voice actress from the video game to play Cortana. Not that bitch on the fucking Windows desktop. <laughs> you are not my Cortana! She is. Okay. okay. Yeah. But the upcoming Halo <laughs> TV series show has okay. cast Jen Taylor as uh, Cortana. Halo will be based on, of course, the video game with the same name, Combat Evolved, which is a classic game. Um, uh, Halo will be uh, following the Master Chief Spartan, John 117. Not 116. He was a bitch. Uh, he is thrown into an interstellar war. The series will, was greenlit by Showtime, so practically nobody will watch it in 2018. <laughs> and finally started production in late 2019. Many of the central characters have been uh, cast for the show, like uh, Pablo Schreiber. Who is Pablo Schreiber? No idea. He's going to be your Master Chief. It doesn't matter. He's going to be in the fucking mask. He's going to wear a mask. What does it matter? He's going to wear a helmet. Oh, see the sex scene? It's still having a mask. Yeah, take this off. It's like Mando. Do you really care who's behind the helmet? No. Because he's a fucking Mandalorian. He's supposed to wear the helmet. You know? It's that kind of... You don't care who Master Chief is. It's just as long as he moves like Master Chief. And he's badass like Master Chief. Yeah, that's it. That's right. And that's mainly dependent on the writer. And the director. Oh, yeah. You know who? <laughs> oh, that guy. Who the no, fuck no, no, are no, you? No, no, no. Oh, I like that. I guy. forgot. Okay. I can tell you that he is a badass in 13 hours. Yes. Okay. He is badass in, there's another fucking movie where he's ripped, uh, uh movie with Gerald Butler. Ger- well, Gerard this Butler. Is Gerard IMGB, Butler. So um, Gerard Butler. Uh, uh, Den of Thieves. Den of Thieves. Uh, okay. Filmography. Yeah. Sir? See? It's already on. It's already listed. Halo. And then he did Den of Thieves. God. And he was he was mustache, porn stash in um, Orange, Orange is New, New Black. Black. So in addition to porn okay. stash, we see Bokeem Woodbine will portray Soren 066, while Yern Ha will play Quan Ah. A character who was developed specifically for Amazing. the show. Lights out was a good um, series for one season. One season, just a one season. <laughs> After that, you shouldn't watch anything. It's else. horrible, but that one that season ha- that has was happened. Great, that has happened. Oh, yeah. Sometimes they do. But those are the ones you don't. It really happened mention. to Pretty Little Liars. I said okay. it. I watched it. All right. You have your opinion. There you go. These guys also get an initial 10 episodes on Showtime, and it's making its long-awaited debut in 2021. Taylor is set to replace actress uh, Natasha uh, McElhone, who uh, had to bow out of the role due to scheduling difficulties. So she is still set to portray Dr. Catherine Hassel, and Taylor will snag the role of Cortana herself. Of course, Dr. Uh, Catherine Hassel was the person who made Cortana. Yeah. In 2549 or whenever it was. But this next story is not made up. But you can ask Cortana to find it. Because that is the Game and DVD Exchange over at 23 East State Street. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We got to give our sponsorship over there to Mark. Mark's the man. I'm empty. If I had a beer, I would cheers. 
But Mark would uh, love you guys to stop over there at the Game of DVD Exchange. And make sure you ask if he has any PS5s. Yes, he loves. Oh, you are trying to die today. You you know what? Not today. Call up first. Yeah, really. (laughs) Call up first and then ask for uh, Spider-Man 3. You know, uh, he doesn't have any, but he may be able to swing something. Mark knows I'm messing around. He knows I'm messing around. I talk to him all the time. uh, I love that dude. He's helped me out a lot. Sponsor shit is later, Mark. I mean, I'll, 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 I guess I'll Facebook video time you if you want, but if, but that's a little weird and intrusive. But sponsor shit, no king shaming, extra, no a lot extra. But what is not extra is their service, their great customer service yes, over sir. there, which they will help you find retro, which is usually just new ish. Obviously, they got, the, they got some of the coolest things. At that store, uh, in that that case, he says, "I'm gonna smack your mouth, Kelly." <laughs> <laughs> but ask him what's behind the case, and uh, it's gonna be goodness. Yeah, he's got some really cool things there. He's Mark. got some great stuff, including a chainsaw. It's all right, Mark. You're we we the people. You, did you see all the people that get us mixed up for some reason? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> people keep asking him, like like me, him if it's me. They're like, "Is that you?" Or me? You know what the fuck I'm trying to say. Do you understand no. the words coming out of my mouth? No, no, not at all. But um, I tell you what, this next story is a game that if it actually happened, you would have probably saw it at the Game of DV Exchange, which is Daredevil, the canceled Daredevil game. Uh, footage below. This guy gets a whole bunch of games that were supposed to be made, and it's like raw footage, and he's on a PC, re, you know, remaking what their game builds were to test. And it's PTOP online. The beginning of the video showed him doing a, a Justice League game that didn't actually get made. So he finds this Daredevil build. It's previously unseen footage from a PC build of Daredevil. The title would have featured similar faces such as Kingpin, Bullseye, Elektra, all of which would have worn their iconic uh, attire from the comics. It would have also featured locations from the series, including the streets of Hell's Kitchen and the boxing arena where Battle and Jack Murdoch were. Uh, you know, he, I'm guessing this was based off the Daredevil Affleck movie. Yeah. Well, no, this was comics mm. because this was right around this time, uh, the time of the Spider-Man game. And uh, those graphics is so good for the time. Gotta that's like me, gotta, you know, like PlayStation, PlayStation Two. Was like, it was it Cubert? <laughs> yeah, but this is you know you have your know, arena there. This and he's talking about all that, but that is kind of the level that you're going on. Yeah. Like streets are uh, no, what was that? Um, Enemy no. of the State. You think Hell's Kitchen? Has it's kind of like Enemy of the State kind of graphics on PS2. There'd be some yeah. cars in Hell's Kitchen. Or like Castlevania 64. Kind of looks like that kind of graphically. But according to Borman, the early build, it seems like an early build, lacking in quite a bit of polish, if you can believe it. And uh, there are plenty of ways that Daredevil can die in the build, from falling from great heights to grinding on electrified rails. Because this is right around the time of Tony Hawk Pro Skater. So they were trying to add on the grinding mechanic into this to where Daredevil had 
I guess he had those shoes with the grind plates on the bottom. Remember those as a kid? Yeah. They had the the, the shoes where you had the grind plates so you could be a skater. And you were like, ah, look at me. I'm grinding on a pole and breaking my neck. <laughs> yeah. That's oh, probably not what they said. It was probably, look what I can do. <laughs> or something to that equation. Hey, mom, no hands. Doing this and breaking my neck. <laughs> Reminds me of Harold and Kumar, those dudes. Yeah. What do they always say? That was what a extreme, extreme, <laughs> extreme. Yeah. That was not extreme, man. So, in order to navigate the world, Matt will have to be Got able to swing movies. his billy club, and if he does, like he does in the comics, but it's not like Spider-Man, where you can just attach it to anywhere, uh, like a web surface. In that, he actually has to have something to attach to. So, of course, the mechanic does not work well in the game. Yeah, like that. Exactly. <laughs> So, and this is where he's talking about, like, the falling from heights. And you're like, all right, that, <laughs> you're dead. Uh, all right? And then he goes through it no again. Leg, just, boop, uh. That was fine. And then, look at this one right here. He wears his soaps. 15 feet makes all the difference. That's perfect. 12 feet, sir. Is he wearing his soaps? Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. He's on electrical. And that's the electrical line. Don't grind on the electrical well, line. you can, just not too long. Giggity. Looks like you can, just not very long. Giggity. Uh, he just uh, went, So it's got some bugs. It is most notably known for bugs, yes. But in some of the like uh, files that were supposed to be added into the game, you found like Punisher as well as Black Widow. Black Widow was supposed to be uh, from the game files. It seemed like she was a former lover, love interest of Daredevil, which is right in the lines of the comics. <coughs> she was very promiscuous in the comics. Um, but sure. she uh, would have acted as sort of a guide in the game. And presumably when players found Black Widow's familiar icon, the character would get, uh, uh, it would give the players uh, either some kind of what information are they doing? or it would be some kind it's of special feature. people featuring. stand when they're doing mocap. They stand like that. To yeah. Oh, the and these are like the, the, so the, the levels. Like yeah, these are other levels, but they weren't finished. That's why this game was in very early production here. But it's still, it's impressive because Daredevil has not gotten a game. He's in Fortnite. He's in, you know, the different things like Marvel Ultimate Alliance and other stuff. But we haven't seen him get his own game. game. And that, I, I would buy a Daredevil solo game. I've read I, the comics. He has interesting comics. You mix Spider-Man with L.A. Noir, and then you can have a really great uh, Daredevil game. You know what would I just not sell a lot? A first-person shooter version of Daredevil. Everything's black! <laughs> I can't see anything! How did I kill somebody? I can't see anything! Yeah, no, that would be kind of... That'd be rather dull. That would be rather dull. Have Insomniac do Daredevil. Yeah. And then tie it. They're die. a little bit too fucking busy for PlayStation's uh, will and demands. Whatever they want to do. Just saying, they can tie the leash the cranks, and they're like, "Yes, master." These guys just jumping around. Just jump what up. the fuck just happened? Just jump around. Jump up, jump up, and get down. Copyright, copyright. copyright. They're very big House of Pain fans. Um, but apparently, Daredevil was canceled. <laughs> if you can believe it, for a number of reasons. 
including uh, the fight between Sony and Marvel. A Daredevil game was released by the Game Boy Advance the same year, but it's been 17 years since the hero has had a starring role. The fighting movement actually looks pretty good. Now, these guys are smart because it... If this came out, yes, it would have been a shitty game that we all said, man, that could have been good, but it sucked. And we would have found it on the shelves at the Game DVD Exchange. <laughs> now, this next story... Actually, in his basement. ...came out, and it was not as good as some people at Square Enix would have wanted. Uh, according uh, to it. Marvel, Marvel's Avengers reportedly resulted in a $63 million loss for Square Enix. Damn. So, yeah, according to video game analyst David Gibson, developer of Square Enix has apparently lost $63 million <laughs> and they don't know where to find it on a uh, AAA superhero game you might have heard of. I feel like I see the Let's Play. Sunday. Here's, here's yeah, how to we might have actually done the Let's Play series on that. You ready? you ready? Here's how to recoup your money. Final Fantasy 16. Here you go. But uh, Gibson says that True. Square Enix did not True comment story. on how many units were sold, but note, uh, noted that the volumes were planned to make 60% of sales. So it is implied that Square Enix spent... Between $170 million to $190 million on the game in total, including marketing. In other news, Chris Risto just became the president of Square for his awesome ideas. <laughs> if you didn't know, Marvel's Avengers was uh, received with mixed reviews. Uh, players were given toward... Uh, as, uh, as they got the Quickly, make another one. Make another Final Fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> Get on it now! Program faster! Program faster! Add Blitzball back into it! I have a doctor's appointment! Not anymore! Blitzball was fun. Add Vita support! No. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, with praise given towards its story and criticism given towards its gameplay and the bugs that were in the system, which even their re most recent update, it says... Bug fixes. Also, incentive for quick play matches because that's the only way you're going to get online. So they're trying to push you there because nobody's playing. So they have a huge loss. I mean, I'm not saying quite Anthem because I really did. I enjoyed what we played in the story. And I really did enjoy the game. But not certain things Anthem, in the said. gameplay mechanics did not work. Connor, you say not as big as Anthem? Anthem just uh, came out with a new season. Apparently... A lot of big updates. Apparently, that game's getting pretty popular again. It's getting ramped up again. It is. But, but Connor enjoyed Avengers, so for what it's worth... I did. I enjoyed watching you guys it. play. I love it. All right. If, as long as my main man Connor says it's okay, I'll go ahead and I'll eventually work my way through that. He gave his one approval. So <laughs> while they've been working on the bugs, they say the PlayStation 5 and the Series S X versions will be delayed until 2021. Mm -hmm. So they still... There's, they said what the delay is to ensure that we're giving our team the best time to deliver the next-gen experience, showcasing all of the great uh, things that this game is meant to be. Of course, that was meant to be Square Enix. Who were you thinking of? We don't do politics here, but you can do Marvel's Avengers, available on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Google Stadia, and PC right now. You got to get the hands like this. 
No, nobody else can do hands like that. He ruined hands like Hitler ruined mustaches. <laughs> <laughs> nobody can do that. See, even my hands are now chopped off. So, <laughs> I will now have to do the rest of the podcast with stubs. No, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> The next story is quite possibly the worst kept secret in video games today, which is Mass Effect Legendary Edition. Of course they were doing this. The original Mass Effect trilogy is getting the 4K remaster, and it's coming out on PC, PS4, Xbox One in 2021. The game will also have enhancements for the PlayStation 5 and Series X. We got this during N7-day celebration. Myware announced the Mass Effect Legendary Edition, a compilation of the first three installments in the studio's action RPG series, which released between 2007 and 2012. Mass Effect Legendary Edition will also include all the single-player DLC plus additional in-game content, such as weapons and armor. Bioware has also confirmed that the compilation will be optimized for 4K Ultra the HD only visuals. The disappointment to this is the multiplayer on Mass Effect 3 will not be included. Yes. That is the only disappointment to this. Honestly, Otherwise, I thought it was kind of shit anyway. But it's not I really that it because it was a lot. It was just like mind numbing. Just going. I thought it was kind of like Bioshock shit. multiplayer, to where it really wasn't why I was there. I yeah. was there for the actual game because you gave me a extremely you know elegant cuisine dish when everybody else is pushing out McDonald's. You gave me, you know, a slab of Angus beef and, you know, finely roasted vegetables with, you know, herbs and garlic and butter. So you were at Outback Steakhouse. <laughs> well, I was going for a little bit more fancy, but yeah, that's my All point. Right, Texas Roadhouse with the peanuts as appetizers. I didn't know Texas Roadhouse did that, but okay. Yes, they did. Oh, you said peanuts. I thought you said I thought you <laughs> I didn't know Chris was in. Because he did that He joke. was talking about the back parking, parking lot. Wow, where did that accent <laughs> yeah, come from? Cat's been hanging out with some people. Wow! I lost the whole R! In the back parking lot. In the back parking lot. In the back parking lot. So That's that may actually be the title of the podcast. Look, she's going to slide down now. <laughs> <laughs> if I do, you'd never see me again. There's <laughs> no way I could get back up. Now, it is important to note, however, uh, that this is not a full remake, but enhancement of the uh, enhanced version of the three Mass Effect games, Bioware. Focusing on improvement in the games is merely just on the visuals, and it's just giving you the chance to replay this beautiful space opera. I'm just in, I'm just curious on how they're going to do the mechanical, like where it required you to play multiplayer in order to get the 100% Mass Effect 3. Well, it's going to be similar to what they did with Burnout Paradise and Need for Speed Hot Pursuit. Which didn't really, like multi, multiplayer for those games didn't really affect the single player. So Whereas Mass Effect 3 They're probably taking that standpoint on it as, player. well, doesn't matter because you guys never really played it anyway. We don't care anymore. Bye. <laughs> you still play it on the Xbox One X? 
So despite no official release date being announced, it is saying that it, they're looking at spring 2021 for the Legendary, from what I've seen online, and that they are actually taking pre-orders now on Amazon and Best Buy for 60 bucks. So yeah. if, you're a ba- if you're a massive And like a massive lemming, I will like still I buy am, it. I will buy it, because the, the first game, the second game, they were so just great. They were pivotal. They had a great story. Great choices and options. The third game had great gameplay. And that's pretty much it. The story was shit. But the rest of the game was okay. Thanks, EA. But the first two mm-hmm. games, it is definitely worth the playthrough, especially in 4K high HD you know, rendering. I think it will be good. It's just you'll, you won't get doesn't... like what they did with Final Fantasy VII. Uh, that they completely can change something with a remastered because Mass Effect 1 when you play 2 and 3 it seems very outdated it seems now the only good thing is that the laser weapons didn't have an ammo count but ammo count didn't really come into effect in the other two if you played it right yeah I mean so it's, it's the the different things that they change between 1 and 2 are still there is my kind of caveat to this to where it's like if you had a problem with Mass Effect 1, it's still going to be there. You want synergy of like of the the style throughout all? Is that what you're asking? Yeah. I mean... Because that is a potential enhancement that they're trying to do. I, I would want that because Mass Effect 1 didn't... If, it, if you took the mechanics of 2 and 3 and put that into 1 and made that as you're remastered, I think that would be a smash hit. So you want the powers and the ammo to be... I want everything to be consistent across all three titles. And the reason why it wasn't consistent to begin with was because Bioware was its own individual studio when Mass Effect 1 came out, and then it was acquired by EA. Yes. No excuse. (laughs) So, they do have a veteran team on this, Casey Hudson says. Um, Their veteran team has been working hard at envisioning the next chapter of the Mass Effect series. Wow, made up of all vets, huh? Wow, that's impressive. Oh, shit, I'm sorry. That's the next story. Well, the next story (laughs) is uh, (laughs) Bioware's not done at the Legendary Games. Uh, They're also going on a new Mass Effect. The next story. Um, the new Mass Effect game is in early development over at Bioware, and Casey Hudson has confirmed via a blog post celebrating the N7 day, saying that a veteran team is in studio working on this currently, and uh, they're envisioning the next chapter in the Mass Effect universe. Uh, they are in the early stages of the project and can't say any more just yet, but they are looking forward to sharing their vision of what's going on, and that is the photo that they released with this story of releasing that, hey, we're doing another Mass Effect. Now, with this picture, it shows me, especially from what he says in his statement, that uh, they're looking forward to moving forward with the new Mass Effect. This is called the Mud Skipper, or the XT8, which is written on the side up there. Now, this shows me that this is not going to be Mass Effect Andromeda 2. I think we can safely say they realized that was a mistake because it was very coolly, you know, accepted. It, no, people really didn't like Andromeda. I know I didn't. Um, I have still yet to finish my playthrough, though. 
Eh, he really not missing. You're not missing anything. You're not at all. I'm just at this point. I'm intrigued by the story. I just want to potentially see the end to see why everybody hates it. It's uh, more of just trying to understand <laughs> the hate. The uh, I seen, can ruin it for you right now in I've two seen words. Some of the, uh, Let's wait for everyone else. That's it. Because haters gotta hate. Yeah, I have seen some of the uh, the glitches, haters I guess, from hate, the Mass Effect hate, ending. Hate, hate, hate. Sorry, that's Taylor Swift. No, I've seen <laughs> some of the glitches from it. Yeah, he went back to 2014. No, <laughs> but no, I mean, I, I like the idea of a new Mass Effect, but I think you should take this in its own separate bubble. Give them a different universe-ending event. Give them even the the return to the Reapers. Give me some ultimate baddie who wants to wake up a, a dormant Reaper and you know kick off uh, pre uh, prematurely kick off a destruction of the universe or something. Give me a, a separate universe, even maybe a descendant of Shepard, so that way you can connect it to the first one and you can keep it in the same galaxy. See, I don't know. I came and discussed it. I'd never really played Mass Effect. Oh, I loved it because um, Ultimate it. Walljanger, Moisel Robinson. This is what got me onto an Xbox 360 because he was like, "Man, you got to get the 360. I think I got this RPG Mass Effect. I know you would love it." I was like, "Why?" Because he was like, "Dude, it's a third-person shooter, but you got, you know, choices as on top of a shooter." To where I just committed mass genocide yesterday. I was like, "Really?" Go on. <laughs> and you had me at Mass Genocide. Th- exactly. And that's why I was like, yes, I will play this Mass Effect. Show me more. And it was that and... Um, it was that and, uh, you know, uh, Modern Warfare, which was really hooking me in. So I look forward to the possibility of the Mud Skipper being uh, uh, the next chapter in this game series. Modern Warfare. He never plays with us. I meant the original. Oh, yeah, that was good. Yeah. The original. You can still play not the, the original with me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not doing that. But one thing yeah. I am doing is going on to the next story because Sony gives you a chance for giving your PS4 a second life with Sling. You can sling it your PS5 in another room of your house. <laughs> if you can get one. Yeah. <laughs> so, if you are one of the fortunate ones... You know where you're not going to get one? Who have I thought you were going to say if you were one of the four that succeeded in getting one. Yeah, no. If you are <laughs> one of the fortunate and one, ones... And one of those four have actually bricked their PS5 already. That have successfully you obtained you your PS5. Whether it be a scalper, which are ranging from $985 to... Hold your wallets. Eighteen hundred dollars. Uh, wait. Online. Y'all are trash for that. Y'all are trash for that. You can put that old PS4 to some use still well, I'll because wait. Sony confirmed today that the ex- and that's just the thing too. Are they only making a hundred PS5s? Like, why are you selling them for eighteen hundred dollars? I think. Well, no, that's the scalpers. The scalp. They're. I know, but that's what I'm saying. Like. They're taking advantage of dumb people who are like, I don't care. I want that console. And they will just pay I'll the just money. wait. And it's now, there's plenty of games I can play right now. I'm going to say it one more time. The scalpers, just like they did during the lockdown when things were out of, you know, toilet paper and sanitizer and wipes were hard to get. 
if you buy something and then sell it on eBay for triple the amount to take advantage of people, you're trash. Well, that's true. You heard it here first. Yes, that is true. And you did. You may carry on. Sorry. Well, they might have actually We're heard make it. That a shirt now. They may have said it themselves first, but you did hear it here. First. You are trash. So <laughs> right around the shirt here. If you can yeah, find where? one, or in a hat. Um, the soon available feature to you will maybe come in handy because PlayStation, uh, the other PlayStation consoles, remotely control the PS5. Uh, we're updating the PS4's remote play feature now. In addition to being able to access your PS4 from the PC or mobile device, your PS4 can access other consoles via remote play, too, right on your television. This includes the ability to connect your PS5 and stream your PS5 game onto your PS4 so you can play it there. Uh, VGC and Eurogamer reported today that the PS5 remote play app has already popped up on the PS4, offering up to 1080p streaming for your new console to your existing one. You don't necessarily need a PS4 to stream to a PS5 using uh, to another room of your house through. Uh, since the P uh, the P uh, PlayStation Remote Play <laughs> app is getting updated on other platforms as well, the Windows version not only adds the PS5 support uh, at 1080p, but also HDR Sony's uh, PS Remote Play app for Android and iOS. So you can play it on your phone, you can play it on your you know television, you can play it wherever you want. That's their kind of goal. They're doing that without xCloud, though. Why would you buy a brand new PlayStation 5? Man, this is exciting. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go play it on my PlayStation 4. Why? Why would I want that? Don't ever. This so for people Why? like he doesn't speak much, but he does. It's well, perfect. I didn't have to set up this joke. I literally just copy and pasted this story because I knew he would take it. Holy <laughs> shit. It's called having faith in your podcast partners. There, okay. It's it. Yes, it is dumb. And as some has also pointed out, the idea. That you'll be able to play PlayStation 5 games with a PS4 DualShock controller by streaming them across your house with a PlayStation 5 remote play does, he, they do point out one weird limitation of the PlayStation 5 itself. On an actual PlayStation 5, you can't use the DualShock 4 controller to play PlayStation 5 games. So... The PlayStation 4 controllers are useless. Yes. That's the oh, crazy so magic word bad. of the day, kids. Oh. So it doesn't matter if you can stream those games to another room wait, in your wait, house. Wait, wait. You can't play wait, them. Wait, wait, wait. Your thoughts, big brother. Well, I tell you what. I got a feel-good story for you. I Does everybody you, need to feel good after that? Disturbing. Yeah. Yes, we all want to feel. How about The Rock? He makes everybody feel good. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Well, Dwayne My Johnson. Finger. No. <laughs> My finger. <laughs> no. Not, don't pull Dwayne The Rock Johnson's finger. But after 20 years uh, of the first... Is, Jesus Christ. 20 years after the first anniversary of him unveiling the world's first xbox series or xbox to the world 
Um, he is now helping Microsoft, teaming up with Microsoft to help them give away Series X consoles to players in need. There should be a video, not that. I don't know what that is. Scroll up. It kills me that 20 years ago was the 2000. Reload the picture. Was, Reload the was not 1980-something, was not 1990-something. No, it was 2000. Yes. That's that painful. ridiculous. Makes me feel old. That is painful. So this is The Rock, and uh, he is he's given these Series X consoles at the Children's Hospital around the U.S., about 50,000-plus hospitals. Xbox is 20 years old. Yeah, the original. You're old, buddy. I'm sorry to tell you. Yeah. You know, you have a little person at home, that thing that's growing in your house. Xbox is 20 years old. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Holy fucking shit. You remember when in the original. That's why I said what I said. In the original Back to the Future, that happened in 1985. That's where the premise starting point of Back to the Future was. And then they went to wait for it. 2015, and that's where the flying cars were with the hot <laughs> That we went through the Back to the Future because we were doing, you know, we had movie night, and we went through the Back to the Future. Tri- uh, so they were trilogy. they were really they were and really hopeful on the they technology. They were very hopeful. <laughs> we were supposed to have fusion reactors for the time reactor right now. Hover skateboards. I wanted that. So. Uh, hoverboards. Yeah, <laughs> I kind of have one, but it's we were supposed shit. to have so much shit by now, but. The cool part is that they, The Rock, remember him? That's who the story's about. Um, <laughs> he's, this is going, the consoles will be put in the specialized gamers outreach carts, or also known as go-karts, that are uh, portable kiosks built to easily provide recreation to children who are unable to leave their rooms in hospitals. These special edition Xbox Series X consoles feature Johnson's Brahma Bull logo and include... What the Rock is cooking? No, I'm kidding. No food comes with the console. Damn it! Um, an engraved message is what comes with it, saying "Keep smiling and have fun." Love, Dwayne, The Rock, Johnson. There will all. Uh, there will also be uh, matching Xbox wireless controllers with the same Bramable logo. See, so, even twenty years. Ago, oh, that's nice. It's such a good thing, it. man. Like these, I was. I was, like, a year ago, he had some kind of procedure in the hospital he couldn't drive home from, so I had to go with him in the hospital. I was sitting in the hospital with my Switch, and I couldn't imagine being a child, being stuck in a hospital, and having to entertain yourself in that boring place. Oh, no, they might have to read a book. Fuck your books! I want video games, damn it! That's my thing. I man. think you're like, supposed to read them. Yeah, not if they have speakers. Not the fuck video them. Games, that's what she's saying. That's what the fuck. I have the subtitles on. Oh, you're talking about books. You guys, DJ here. Oh. So I got- Calm down, <laughs> DJ. Yeah, DJ unveiled that right there. You know, with the old classic rock haircut with the Xbox uh, unveil. That was a, a you know a really big moment. You know, and this is just such. It just proves to. Does this man just not stop getting better? Like, he is the pinnacle of what a person is supposed to be, I think. You know, he's such a good guy. Man turned himself into an action figure. He did. He is the last action yeah. hero. No, that was Arnold Schwarzenegger. Fuck Arnold. He is now. You can't say you're the last. What are you, the last of the Mohicans? 
No, that was oh, I can't remember that guy's name. I can't remember that guy's That's name. So, that was one of my favorite. <laughs> Daniel Day Lewis. He was. He wasn't the last. Uh, Daniel Day Lewis. No. Was he? Jerry Lewis. Daniel. Jerry Lewis. Ivan Lavin. I'm the last of the Mohicans. I'm the last of the Mohicans. How can you do this to me? I'm the last. Daniel Day Lewis. For the love of Christmas, I yes, really wanted. I like Jerry Lewis. He was the the the, the main. I think yeah. I think we're really working on something here with Jerry. Wow, I really do too. I think we we have a movie. All right, okay. revive Jerry Lewis's no. dead corpse. Get him in there as the last of the Mohicans. Won, won the trivia round, and we got a movie. Wow. Thank you. Yeah. Wow, good stuff, Katerina. She has always pro- uh, Thank proved you. that she is. You the are very welcome out of all of us but <laughs> i tell you what else is a smart idea which is the next story uh official metal gear solid prosthetic arm now available for amputees for elbow down so kunami has partnered with prosthetic company open bionics to oh release dope a themed arm scene in the metal gear solid universe and it looks just as good as the one used in the game itself. This is not the first time Metal Gear has uh, prosthetic has been created back in 2015. Konami helped develop a, an, an arm for another amputee gamer, James Young, the first wearer of the Metal Gear Solid prosthetic. Lost an arm and leg via an accident on the tracks of London DRL Metro System. As it turns out, Konami has repeated this Good deed once again with another UK citizen donning the Metal Gear prosthetic. Uh, with this theme, uh, with the themed arm now available to the public, more are and more are likely to be seen as time goes on. So I thought that was really cool that you can get uh, Metal Gear, and there should be a video down below with this guy. Do you, do you know? Do you know what themed, of the arm. themed prosthetic arm I'd like to see? The one from Army of Darkness. Okay, where he crushes the thing. Groovy. Movie. And then he hailed to the king, baby. Give me some sugar, baby. As mentioned previously, James <laughs> Young and Daniel Melville will be the only amputee gamers That's to don a stylish Venom snake arm from uh, the Metal Gear Solid Five game. Cool. Phantom Pain. Yes. That's pretty dope. So you get a bionic arm. Now, they also did a Deus Ex-themed uh, bionic arm as well. well so it's not uncommon. Cool. But this one is open and official to the public. Especially like, look, he's dropping an ice cube in a drink. How fucking awesome is that? It's pretty awesome. And this is a gamer who got this. He loves Metal Gear Solid. And now he has fucking, you know, Venom Snake's arm. On his arm. That's a great, you know, that's a great feel-good story. It is a pretty awesome story. Hopefully he doesn't go the way of Venom Venom Snake. Or, or, (laughs) you know. Or transmutes into you know, liquid snake. If we can all of you avoid transmuting, I think it's for the best. Transmuting aside. So, transmuting aside, that brings us down to the end segment for this week, which, of course, is... Kids, what if... What if you, or you, could... Have the ability of one of uh, your favorite video game characters, kids. Who would it be and why? What video game mechanic or ability would you want? Like said Mario's double jump. 
what is your first reaction, Kat? Um, I think we have discussed before that I used to play City of Heroes before I went down, City mm-hmm. of Heroes, City of Villains, yeah. um, going rogue. My first level 50 was a character named Sid and I, and she was a uh, fire controller with empathy, like she had healing skills and stuff, and she could fly, and she had imps that she could control, and I'm 100% down with that. You know what? I could probably use some imps, like imp minions, like even Overlord. Yeah, just, how he had the minions. I could res- Dude, I could I resurrect could people. Oh, so, oh, necromancer. Yeah. Yeah, I could do it's so much, and she was so strong yeah. as a level fifty. I could. Okay. <sighs> Her heels were super powerful. Yeah, that's. Um, I know. Sight? Not eagle anything mainstream. I like eagle sight. I don't from, know. Uh, oh. Assassin's Creed. Assassin's Creed eagle sight. Okay. Like you know, especially the first or uh, one of their iterations, because what was it? Um, Odyssey, I think, or no, even Valhalla. You can do the hero or the you know the kind of eagle vision to where it'd be like, oh, you're a bad guy, you're red. Oh, you're cool, you're blue. Black, you know? uh, black flag had it too. I think. Yeah, yeah, black it's flag. a common trope, but I think that eagle vision would be a really good ability to have. You know, especially in like. Uh, that I mean, double jump would be helpful as well. I mean, especially if you're a short person, you know. Like, give me the jumping ability in NBA Jam, and I would be happy. <laughs> <laughs> He's on fire. Is it the shoes? I don't it's think it's the that. shoes. <laughs> yeah, um, but especially like you know, uh, dude, the Metroid suit. God, if I could just get that, would be cool. Even though yeah, I don't know if I'd be that's able a to suit that's enhancing your. So the whole thing would be a suit. So in our chat, just give me the little Metroid ball bomb, just so I, if okay. I could just have infinite amount of those. So you have the ability to be able to just turn into a little ball time. and just roll in place. Yeah, <laughs> you know. No, um, so like little turds, you just leave behind and we, they explode. That's the second turd joke today. Hey man, we could fit in more. So we don't want to. We talked about it in our <laughs> chat, but mine was the the ability to save. Yes. So, yes. uh, Save it's not load. my first choice. Yeah. Actually, I thought of something first. I like Mark's in the chat. He said checkpoints. Checkpoints are helpful because well, that could help. Like if you walk out and get hit by a truck, then you get checkpoint load. Well, save oh, save game is All the same right, thing. I'm not going to do that. You save a game before you could do. You imagine if like, I could save a game. Save game is more versatile. Though. Yes, because I could go, I could save a game, then I could go attempt something. If it doesn't work, I just reload the save, and then I know what I have to do. Like I could win yeah. the lottery. Yeah, you yeah, spoken you like a Mass Effect player. So listen, <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't my uh, uh, Pac-Man. I want the. I want to be able to eat the fruit and then eat all of you, and then you go away. <laughs> the power pellets. Yeah, the power. Pellets. And we've circled back to cannibalism. <laughs> <laughs> so we make a lot of circles. My man. buddy, not my, cannibalism my, if they're ghosts. My Xbox buddy, and actually a guy who watches our podcast. His name is uh, we call him Kowalski Daniel. Um, he Daniel said, sounds nothing like Kowalski. Uh, it, this name is Kowalski. That's what we call him. Okay. Um, okay. No, it's not his last name. Then um, that makes it even more confusing. So he told me that because I asked him, I asked my, I asked the group of people I play, I play at Xbox with, and he he answered with the same one as me, but then he changed it. He said the ability to uh, uh, shift time. Okay. 
like oh, Prince of Persia yeah, style. That's good. Dude, yeah. I would take a Prince of Persia style ability yeah, to I where would, fifteen yeah. seconds, thirty seconds, that would be enough time to where you wouldn't have enough to like really fuck over the time space continuum. But you would re- still have enough control over your life to where like uh, let me get the banana ice cream. I'm sorry. Let me get the Rocky Road. And then you'd be able to try it out. Baskin Robbins would be a whole new experience. First, that's why I don't have that. Man, thirty-one flavors in two seconds. You know, I never mind. Chunky monkey. Um, but seriously, I think that that would be a good one though. The the being able to rewind time. Would be you, know, you know, you know uh, what I'd use it for. Like especially the save game. Yeah. So John, like, I know I'd he's, be like, he's on the chat. Wait, listen, this is important. Listen. So <laughs> I'd be like, hey babe, you want to go out to dinner? And she'd be like, sure. I'd be like, where you want to go? I don't, I don't care. I would take her out ah. to a place, and if she did wasn't having fun. I'd reload. <laughs> Yeah. And so I found the one she actually wanted to go to in the first place. When was the restaurant called Indecision? <laughs> but no, I do like uh, John's. I despise uh, this joke. I'm guessing John's wife made a choice. Uh, chooses lightning. Charge your phones. Murder people. Blow up cars. <laughs> murder people. I, uh, murder people. I, guess I don't that's like you. An option. I- <laughs> um, yeah, no, but uh, another interesting He's game. The new editor. And then another interesting ability would be, uh, you know, like being able to hop into like Mario with like the the, pli- the pipes and be able to it's so specific. transport into a different <laughs> world. That's right in your wheelhouse there, sir. <laughs> I don't understand if it's me or if it's you guys, but everything coming out of your mouth is dripping with this kind of sexual undercurrent, and I don't. That leads us to our I don't, I don't know. laser suit, Larry. <laughs> 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 Just dripping. Hey, him and Mark it. brought up leisure suit, Larry. I will. It was a game. It's a real game. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a series of games. <laughs> I jokingly said I want the ability to understand Silent Guy in Grand Theft Auto 3. Honestly, that wouldn't be bad, especially if it's like all across like any like non-verbal speaking person, and you just understood them like on a telepathic level. That'd be really helpful. You'd have a very yeah. lucrative career. But huh. uh, I oh, fuck. I just had another idea. Sorry, Katarina. We're just joking. From uh, the no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Are you gonna go, mom, on us right now? You nope. go into the corner, young man. Um, but no, I think that uh, we got to... If I get up... <laughs> oh. It's like... Don't make she, her switch off the video, she, sir. You, she, will get it. you will get it if she switches off no, the video. It's like, it's if like, you hear Portuguese rapidly coming out of my mouth and then everything goes quiet, don't look behind you. It's pretty self-explanatory. Okay. So, so it's... Uh, yeah, I'm like Kelly will be killed by a rapid onslaught of <laughs> onomatopoeia from Katarina. That's her. That, she's bringing that from Deadpool. Onomatopoeia, and then she will use her words to physically beat Kelly. Please don't. Boom, boom. boom. Words I matter. I just want to make her happy. <laughs> that was so bad about that. But I think we got I a really great, great end segment here, man. That no, was fun. It's all in fun. 
It is, and I, I think that there's a lot of a lot of prospect for the uh, viewers here, ultimate wall jangers out there, and future wall jangers to go ahead down there and hit their uh, suggestions down there in the comment section. Yep. Let us know what you think of this end segment. What game ability would you like in real life? Whether it be the golden trail from Fallout, would it be a wall of beer cans? What would it want? What would you, loyal wall janger, want? So we end off this podcast the same way, not always with a wall of beer cans, but with the thank yous. We want to thank you out, first and foremost, Matthew Kennedy, my brother in podcasting, over at the Black Opinionated Podcast, or otherwise known as the BOP, uh, for having me as a guest on his podcast, man. It was one of, quite possibly, I told him, uh, it kind of like revitalized my whole love of podcasting. Because this whole format is a soapbox, and especially our program is a bunch of probably mildly insane people gathering together each week to talk <laughs> about something they're absolutely infatuated and completely nerdy over. And so we made our own word, nerdy. we made our own podcast, <laughs> we made our own broadcast format, yep. so that way we can give all this entertainment out there. And that's one of the many things that we talked about there. We went left and right field. Whatever kind of field it is, Holy we went all over the place. And Kat saw a lot of that, <laughs> as well as Mark Gervais. And a lot of Wondercat, Kenneth Alloway, Rory Cowell, Mark Gervais. Thank you for liking the crossover. <laughs> Samuel uh, Fugliano, Penelope uh, Davy Jitter, Taylor Wilson, Jabo McNeil, Frank Percy, Corey Vance, and Mark Gervais. Thank you all for liking, commenting, reposting, and sharing out last week's podcast, Triforce Podcast number 172. Hello, Elon. Into the multiverse, we trust. So many names of our podcast have featured Elon Musk. Yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> He could be watching. If we keep mentioning his name, it'll pop up in Google you know searches. It's right called now. organic following, sir. Right now, he's working. He's uh, always working. Watch our podcast. That's no, no, no. all I ask. He lives at where he works. Yeah, no. That's because he sold everything else. But that's the kind of good guy he is. And just like us, all good guys and joking aside, we come to the very end of the podcast. And this has been Triforce Podcast number 174. I am Matthew Bugrell, the Matt Man. To my lefts are Kelly Collins, one hour Iron Kelly, Christopher Bristow, the old man. And in the Perjanger box, Katarina Thermoscara, all the way from Thermoscara, Wonderful Woman, or also known as Wondercat. And our omnipotent presence that is the producer, Big Brother. Uh As the barking starts, you know it. It's a long, drawn-out goodbye. We love you. We miss you. We want to see you next week. Game on, boys and girls. It's super crazy outside time. I don't pee on things. I gave you Iron Kelly, okay? All right, that's fine. A reformed peer now in a suit of iron. <laughs> Which recirculates the pee, so now you're high from Camden, New Jersey. I like Porter better. I like Porter better. It makes him sound like he's got a distinguished job. I'm a Porter down at the docks. I hope the yeah. boat's coming. <laughs> he is the last action hero. No, that was Arnold Schwarzenegger. Fuck Arnold, he is now. We're doing it live. Play on the tangers. That was a good segue. I gotta go pee. Okay. We've been ending podcast off with uh, super crazy outside time because Link has gotten in his head that 
he knows when it's the end of the podcast because he, he knows did. when I'm saying things. Every podcast has been like this. So I've been ending with super crazy outside time, and that is pretty much it. He goes outside, he comes back in, and it's not super crazy at all. You sounded lovely. It sounded really great. And you look lovely. Yes. Thank you. That still doesn't make up for what you did before, though. What I did before? You keep forgetting every time she keeps telling you. I'm trying. Is this what your wife goes through, Elise? Like, Jesus. forward to the positive. I made a joke. Several. One. Yeah. Hey man, I'm, don't look at me. I'm not helping. I you. didn't do anything. <laughs> You're in trouble, not me. Don't drag me down with you. You know what's funny is that um, oh, dude, I'm just... I will be in different states from the people in this house, and they will ask me to order for them. Like, I don't even ask them anymore. I just order food, yeah. <laughs> and whatever gets there, yeah, eat. I know. I'm, I'm starting to learn that with the daughter. Like, we sit down to have dinner every night, and she like, she's only almost two years old, so she still should be eating everything that we give her. And now it's to the point where like she's so picky because my wife decided to give her some fucking French fries once. Oh, so God. like, and I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, she'll be fine. She's French fries. I'm like, now. now yeah, but this... toddlers are like that. All toddlers are she's, like that. They outgrow. They go through that. My she's kids will like eat anything now. now, but there was a time. I remember I was running late bringing my son to um, daycare, and I didn't have time to make him breakfast at home. And I was driving by McDonald's, and I was like, screw it. Let me grab him something so, you know, he has something to eat. And as I'm pulling into the drive-thru, he leans forward from the back seat and says, I want chicken nuggets, french fries, and apple juice. Wow. Very specific. At 6.30 in the morning. <laughs> I mean, you know what? I I would be lying if I said I have never eaten chicken. But, you know, they, I'm just saying, like, toddlers in general, they do I that. And then they go days where all they want are goldfish crackers. And then, you know, they, now my kids, they still, they eat anything. They actually eat more stuff than I do. Like, I won't eat shellfish, and they will. Yeah, when I was little, I actually had a problem eating. Like, I wouldn't eat anything. I didn't like anything to the point where my parents were concerned. I actually had oh, to go no. to the doctor, and they were like, you need to send him to school with a snack because he's not eating <laughs> at a second grade. And then that guy, me, became a chef. <laughs> we had... And gained, like, I was like a stick and bones. And then and then in high school, I beefed up, got muscle. And then after that, I just got fat. Well, we had a cup. Yeah, my kids will eat sardines, blood sausage, like, you know, mm. stuff that people, but also because I'm from a Portuguese background, we eat. Oh, yeah. A lot of that kind of stuff. So you know, well, we, but their toddler we, years, no. We had a goldfish and every family dinner. You know, they were from Pittsburgh, so when they came in, it was a big deal and everything. And every family dinner, we would have whatever mom made, but mom would also make like 
plain noodles. Plain like spaghetti. Oh yeah, noodles. rice. And that would be <laughs> white rice. And Charlie I swear loves to God, rice. I don't know how this. I don't know how this woman, you know, made it to where she is because for the longest time, all I knew she would eat is white noodles and steak. <laughs> and Actually, she doesn't sound very bad. This big. I mean, not now because you know she has she had the baby, so it's going to take a while. But she was like this big her entire fucking life. She's and Chris. yeah, skinny as Chris was. <laughs> and then she had the baby, so she was a planet. But now less planet now holding baby anyway yeah when but, you guys first met me i was like 140 yeah no chris was chris was this thing yeah. <laughs> this yeah. was chris uh, he gets yeah but it was he, saying he was that i was he was that thin. Yeah, that's that how thin thing. chris was yeah that thin. he was red. i have never been that thin never he was and except maybe was, when i was and then at points six. i'm guessing he was fat and happy in high school i think i was like 165 170 pounds yeah College, I was at 185, but I was playing soccer scholarship, so I was like muscle. And then I and then I got out of college and was like, <laughs> and then uh, now I think I'm two two forty. I was. I keep myself down. I was bigger than that. I mean, I'm still strong, but I'm, yeah, got to see when I when I. I'm sure during COVID I got up that high, but I didn't weigh myself. Now I'm back down at fighting weight, but I yeah I've gotten I've ballooned up. But you look down. at the jobs still I play had, hockey, like and giant deli, then then grocery, and in giant, then working the overnights, then then the dairy department. Then I worked I worked at Best Buy where I was putting seven miles on my feet a day. Yeah, you know that that kind of helps. I weighed less. Talk. I weighed less as a chef than I do when I was not a chef. From sports talk to diet talk, this has been a podcast. You're sitting, you're as a chef. That's just because all chefs just do a bunch of coke. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I never did that. Um, I got to pee. I never did This year. (laughs) No, I've never, I've never tried it. I've never tried it. Something I, a lot of things, I've never tried it. But, um, no, it's just when you're around all that food and you're dealing with it every day, you don't want to eat it. Now I look back, I'm like, man, I could really use, like, I wish I wish I took advantage of it, like having gourmet food at my thing because I was a sous chef, yeah, and executive because chef it's, at nice it's restaurants. One of those, it's like you're around gourmet it ingredients. Day. I could have made like the best loaded fries, and that doesn't sound gourmet, but I could have made it gourmet, like made some fucking banging shit. And then I now I'm like, throw a little truffle oil on it, it'll make it gourmet. Bougie. So, <laughs> so like now I'm like, man, I could just go for some fries. <laughs> like I wish. I wish I was still shut. Like that was my passion, cooking. And I've the one thing that I, I cooked for say, President Obama. I cooked for all of Congress. I had a lot of a lot of cool things under my belt for cooking. Awesome. The one thing I will say: the next time that she is driving through our area, she got have to get her an inside out from Double Decker. Yes, an inside out, and I had to know. So that when you're could, saying her, are you talking about me? Yes. Because oh. all, all I see is part of your arm, Chris. <laughs> I'm surprised you guys are still going. Spirit fingers. Bye. <sighs> um, yeah, I gotta go. And uh, the canceled Daredevil game. The footage surface on my PTOP. <laughs> <laughs> Cat just decided to start stacking. Look, it looks like she's like like 
on a bookshelf. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to mount my phone because I'm watching the screen over there, but it keeps okay. falling. So, and Andrew Bowman. I'm good. If, do you remember that call? And we recorded it. And yeah, I, I remember. Is that it is somewhere? It is. Right. Yes. I, I don't remember which one, but it is an Easter egg as an end credit segment on our YouTube and um, uh, audios, uh, SoundCloud, you know, audio podcast. Your bank accounts are going to be seized in 45 date. minutes. Uh, we have uh, your, 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 your the Nigerian uh, prince. Yeah, it's. No. I know it's on our SoundCloud, and I believe it. Mi- yes, it is on our YouTube as well. It's yeah. just I put it as an end credit scene because it was so fucking hilarious. You know what though? I miss you being here. Oh my god, group hug. I'm here, Come guys. On. I'm here. Oh god, group hug. Hi, hi, hi. Because we want you to hit right here. Because that's the subscribe button right above my head. Well, that's the very best Perjangers and Wallhangers video for you. Right above Chris's head. Well, that that's the all of our nutty and crazy podcast called the Triforce in a playlist. And of course, as we always say, one punch. <laughs>